Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and oh, I'm getting some crackles and some smackles there. That's all we need. Uh, daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. So glad that you are here with me in the world famous Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The suggestion that uh, Kenny says, I feel like a Zenith bash is coming. I feel that too. And uh, it, it's a spectacular moment when this uh, uh, piece of equipment decides that it wants to rebel on me. And it happens at random moments. Sometimes it goes, we go a long period of time and it doesn't, it doesn't do it. If it happens, it happens. I'll be happy to put my hand through that thing. Trouble started when I had it at a spot where uh, it was accessible if I if I moved my leg a certain way and I, I like adjusted in my chair and accidentally like kicked the hell out of the thing. I'm pretty sure I damaged it. I think at the time it was like one day old. Tyler starting trouble with pretend the Zenith is your favorite Zaniac Exodus member. Look, I've moved on. Okay. I don't, uh, I don't, it's a, I've said it before. Fart in the wind. Over. Moving on. So glad that you're here. Uh, got a lot of stuff to get to. Um, I heard from my pal Saul the other day. Blind Saul. Saul reached out to me not long ago, and he said, Hey, Eric, can I have your cell phone number? And I'm like, yes, actually you can. He said, uh, I just got a smartphone for the first time ever. And I, uh, I want to be able, I want to practice my texting. Ah, you know, whatever. I go, well, of course, Saul. Nah, I mean, truth be told, he just wanted, you know, to be able to talk to his old pal, Eric Zane. That was a made-up story. He just loves me so much, and I love him. Him and his little furry butt. Um, Because I was like, well, just if you really want to practice, do you have to send it? Can't you just practice on the keyboard? Uh, whatever. I'm, I'm quibbling over the details, but all right. Yeah, sure, Saul. Text me anytime. Uh, then the other day he called. I picked it up. Saul, how are you? And I, I'm not going to give the details about what he talked about because it's, it's sensitive. I want to respect that. And I don't know if he's comfortable in me talking about it. But he said, uh, 
You got it. You got a minute. Of course. Of course I have a minute. That turned into several minutes as I started to get the Kenny treatment uh, from him. If I ever speak with you on the phone, can we just, can you keep the brevity in mind? Anyone, if I ever speak with any of you, either on the phone or in person, 60 seconds and under. Otherwise, I'm crawling out of my skin. It, it just, it doesn't work for me. Now, if I move to another person, have another conversation, and then come back to you, okay. I will say that I did have a very interesting conversation with Kenny yesterday. I don't think I am at liberty to say what's going on. But in the very near future, Kenny may be having sex again. That's all I'll say. With another human, if he's lucky. All right. The question, will there be a new Mrs. Kenny in the near future? Hey, let, you know what? Let's not put the cart before the horse. Megan says, pretend you're ADHD, Megan. Verbal diarrhea, everything, and hang up. It's a messy phone call, but it gets the job done. You're my favorite person to talk to. Are you kidding me? Just boom. She rips right through it. I'm like, gotcha. Uh-huh. Check. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Got it. Out. Then she's gone. I'll be seeing Megan likely today to go get my truck. Now this thing is this truck is a disaster. There's a lot. There's a lot of other issues with it that um, when when they sent me the thing uh, to get to get the brakes repaired after the brake lines exploded. You know they do a thorough check over the entire vehicle, and then they send you, okay, th- these are also things that require attention. And I was like, decline, decline, decline. Uh, oil leak, transmission leak. I was, oh, fuck. God. I don't know if, uh, if I can hang out of this truck for that much longer. You know? I mean, seriously. What's the point? It's 20 years old. But it, it, you know, it's 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 just something that I I don't know for some reason I'm just having a having a difficult time getting rid of that thing. Tyler writes, "This is why texting is superior to talking. I can reply at my leisure. And I don't have to stop everything to hear someone rattle on for eternity." You're right. I should actually put in a a uh, a thing in place. No conversations. None. Only text. Uh, All right. Some of you are getting the show on Facebook. 
or Twitter or YouTube. You need to know that this isn't going to last. I'm going to kick you guys to the curb. The point is I'm trying to get you to sign up for Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. If you sign up for that and you watch a show there, it's, uh, it's, it's just better. Okay. So do that. And then you won't be interrupted. Uh, last night getting set for bedtime. And, um, as I've indicated recently, I've been having some difficulty falling asleep, uh, since, uh, May, uh, well, now the end of May, early June, I have been, uh, I, there's been all sorts of things going on off of the podcast that have been, uh, affecting my sleep and I'm starting now to get some clean air and get away from them. And, uh, That has to do with all of the uh, drama that I've been involved in. And um, I've kind of like been working very hard to get away from that entirely and not be involved in any of that. And so I'm hoping that the sleep will come because I, um, when I'm, I'm bombarded with things, I'm kind of a, a nervous mess and can't sleep. And so I've had it. Um, now I like to take my, uh, what do you call it? Antidepressant when I go to bed, which tends to make me a little sleepy. And then I also take melatonin and, but nothing seems to work because I lay there and I'm just wide awake at, at 1 AM, uh, can't, can't go to sleep. So uh, last night, I'm getting ready to lay down. And, and like I said, things have been kind of planing out. I'm start- Less of these ridiculous interactions um, are happening, thank God. And um, I grabbed the bottle of melatonin. It's empty. I go, Fuck. I need my sleep aid. I- Madison. You're a neurological mess. Do you have any melatonin? Yes. Excellent. She goes, but it's 10 milligrams. I go, uh, I look at the bottle. I'm on five milligrams. This is a natural over-the-counter supplement. She gets me hers. She goes, if you have screwed up dreams... Don't blame me. Famous last words. I don't recall what I dreamt about. I do remember a monkey with a heart on. And I think a car chase was another one. But all I know is I kept waking up middle of the night freaked out this must have happened five times so i would i would fall asleep i did fall asleep and um it was different than the other sleep that i'd been uh uh, well lack thereof so that was good but she's right it was uh absolutely bizarre an overabundance of ridiculous dreams that were so real kind of that I would wake up freaked out. I actually said to my wife, I go, 
uh, I woke her up and I go, I had a bad, I was like a child. If you've ever had, if you have kids and they're, when they're little, they have a bad dream, they come with them and they wake you up in the middle of the night. I have a bad dream. You freak out like Jesus. That was me. I, uh, I, I woke up and I was so frightened that I started to like, uh, uh, rubber back, you know? And then she, she rolls. She goes, what? I, I fucking had a terrible dream. She goes, oh, uh, okay. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. It's just, just terrible. It was a monkey with a heart on. She laughed. And it was a car chase involved. Oh, okay. Monkey, hard on, uh, car chase. Okay. Gotcha. She rolls over, goes back to bed. I go back to bed. Back to more terrible dreams. It's fucking weird, man. Uh, Yesterday, part of the day, I went over to the uh, world-famous radio station, iHeart, and the uh, uh, radio company, the, the hustling and bustling hallways of iHeart. Two floors, three floors worth of office space. I saw four, wait a minute, one, two, three, Three people, four people, three floors, four people. Why are you going to the radio station? Well, Bill Simonson, huge from the huge show, reaches out to me and says, hey, I need you to fill in for Brett Superfly Hayes. When? Coming up next week. So, like, starting Monday. I go, all right, well, uh, so, I mean, if I'm going to fill in for him, basically, you're just going to yell at me, right? No, no, you got to, you got to, you got to be my co-host. I go, well, that's not filling in for Brett. Brett's not your co-host. Brett does all sorts of behind-the-scenes shit that I'm not capable of doing. I don't know what to tell you. I No, I can't do it. No, no, I want you in there. I want you in there. I go, okay. Uh, any any cash? $75 a day. I go, all right, sold. I don't give a shit. I'll do it for 75 bucks a day. Get in there at three, leave at six. What am I doing? Uh, so I, I guess I'm just like sitting there. Um. Brett gave me a whole bunch of shit that I got to do to get his show on the air. It's like, you're so wait a minute here. Let me get this straight. You're putting me in charge of getting there before he gets there, uh, setting up the controls, calling the satellite company, making sure that the signal is going there. All of this shit I have to do to get his show on the air. Yeah. I go, well, you guys are fucked. So, uh, Brett Hayes Lurch, he's set to take a vacation. And um, the guy who he had, who was going to do this gig, at the last minute said, I can't do it. So Brett was freaking out because if he can't get somebody to fill in, uh, he can't go on a vacation. And the dude's been just grinding. And I, I see him yesterday, and he's got this look on his face of someone who's just been through the ringer. Just 
burnt out, crisp, like I was a month and a half ago. And I'm like, oh, you are fried. Oh, yeah, this is this is a good thing. You owe me. I am actually saving your life by being here. You got a thousand-yard stare. You look like you're getting ready to throw yourself out of a window. Yeah, man, I'm just I'm just fried. I just I just yeah, fuck it. Don't worry about it. I got you. <coughs> Off he goes. So that's gonna be next week. I'm gonna do this show like I normally do, and then uh, some point in the early afternoon, uh, get my ass over to uh, the beautiful radio station in downtown Grand Rapids, and. Uh, yeah, do that afternoon show with fucking Bill. Now, Bill pointed out that this has never, ever happened before. We have never, ever, um, like, well, you know, I should probably bring him in here. No guarantee I get him. You know how I am with the surprise Eric Zane Show podcast phone calls. They're hit or miss, you know. Uh, lately I've been, uh, all right. It's been terrible lately. I haven't been able to get anybody on. Hello. Hey, you're live. Hey, I'm picking up my kids. I can't talk right now. Damn it. Okay. When should I call? Um, give me about, I got to go back and forth with him on picking up probably 10 o'clock. Oh shit. All right, never mind. I'll call you later. Call me tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye. Until he just got up. Oh. (laughs) All right. I guess one of his kids is like a stud athlete. Uh, I gave Bill a bunch of shit before we became friends and uh, was mean to him. Because uh, of the names of his kids, which, oh, God, I regret that. But he gave his kids really unique names. And uh, I think it's working out, though, because um, maybe it was part of some grand plan. Because the kid's name is Legend. And the kid is an absolute beast on the football field. And if you think about it, that improves your marketability. If you're a stud football player with a with a name that is kind of cool. Like if he's like the star quarterback or a top-notch defensive end with the name of legend, that adds to the legend. So that kid is, I guess, an absolute beast football player. And uh, back in the day, that was part of my game plan attack Bill over the names of his kids, and I got the shit kicked out of me over that one. I don't dare do that again, or he'll just beat the fuck out of me. Brandis, current favorite listener, she writes, we went with Phoenix. That sounds like a name that a tree hugger would give a child. And spell it P-H-E-N-Y-X, Phoenix. Or is it Phoenix? You got to clarify because I guess it, I don't know. It could be Phoenix, which sounds a little bit like penis, 
which is spelled the same as penis. So essentially, you named your child penis. Can you please clarify that for me? Tree hugger Brandis. Corey has a comment that was held by the auto mod. It says my wife's a teacher and she has an Odin in her class and it's a white trash family. I will allow that. Odin's pretty cool though. I think Odin is the name of, uh, Thor's dad, right? The guy with the, uh, doesn't he have one eye? Uh, Brandis does indicate that the child's name actually is Phoenix. Also, Phoenix was my rainbow baby. I didn't know that was a term, uh, which is a baby after a miscarriage, I guess. So does it make sense now? It does. I like it. Kind of. I mean, that insinuates, uh, well, and I'll just leave it there. Uh, there's no sense in, in me trying to make jokes about a miscarriage. In my opinion, that's a losing battle. And I can't be losing any more battles if I start making yuck yucks about a horrible scenario. And that's the first I've heard about rainbow baby. That means that I have a rainbow baby because Diana miscarried. And so Madison is the rainbow baby. That's the first that I've ever heard of that. All right. Thank you again. If you're enjoying the show live. Every day I do this show live at the same time, the audio becomes the downloadable audio podcast. Pretty much no edits to that. I just post it. It's just like, eh, whatever. No need to, frankly, unless there's some major catastrophe. But the only thing I'll edit out is when I take a pee-pee break. And I don't even know if I'm going to need to take that today. Kid, My kidneys feel good. Uh, all right. So thanks to the folks that are watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I appreciate you at least checking out the show. If you want more, you have to go on over to uh, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. And as always, download the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. So I say goodbye to you. Facebook and Twitch. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube, brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. If you ever want to reach me, the best way to reach me is by sending me an email. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Uh, email brought to you by Shoreliners Striping. Stripe the parking lot with Shoreliners in West Michigan. 
Um, it has been a little slow on the news. It's a good thing that Europe caught on fire. And it's a good thing that it's hot as hell. Because the news wouldn't even be the news if that were the case. Because there's really not a lot going on news. Well, I, I, I take it back. There's the whole uh, January 6th thing, which they're going to move that deal to prime time today. As, um, you know, there's all of this. All of this is encompassing. Uh, was there wrongdoing enough that uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, would be able to file some type or have a grand jury to try to indict Trump? Now, let's keep our fingers crossed that that happens. Not that I care. Not that I'm angry at Trump. I'm not angry at Trump. I love Trump. I just want the circus of Trump facing criminal charges and the ridiculous news stories that will accompany that. I think a lot of this has to do with how interested the American public is in the story. And I just don't think we are. I don't think we're outraged enough. Enough time has passed. I don't think anybody really gives a shit. I think half of the country might be like, yeah, indict him, arrest him, put him in jail. The other half is like, well, no, of course not. He was the greatest president in the history of the world, which is, you know, what we'd expect. 50-50 right down the middle. Uh, Americans are more concerned with inflation and gas prices. You know, that's all we care about right now is our money. We don't give a shit about the insurrection. We don't care about people who died there. We don't give a shit that uh, all these white trash scumbags were marching around the fucking Capitol. We don't give a shit. Nobody cares. Uh, so the news is uh, is jamming down our throat all of the uh, all the climate stuff right now. And uh, Biden spoke about this and. Uh, You know, Biden's trying to do something and trying to make it so that we uh, reduce our carbon footprint. You keep hearing uh, terms, and some of you don't even believe this. And and I think that that's ridiculous because I honestly, as I've indicated earlier this week on the show, believe that, oh, we're doomed. There there is no going back. And I keep hearing uh, things like, well, you know, if we don't turn it around fast, where uh, everybody has a much smaller carbon uh, footprint and uh, whatever, green energy and all this shit, uh, we will be to the point of no return. And it's like, well, what can we at least, let's do this. Let's pinpoint when the point of no return is. Can we maybe do that? Because I'm sick and tired of everybody talking about how we're getting there, we're getting there. It's like, eh. give me something concrete. I, In fact, I'm just going into this thinking, we're already past the point of no return. We're humans that consume and we're humans that like to move and we like our shit. And, um, you know, we're not going to live like a third world country. And so, and there's not enough infrastructure in place to have clean energy sources. So, uh, we're probably just going to ruin the planet and it's going to get hotter and hotter. And then that's the end of it, you know? Some of you don't even believe that, and that's fine. I get it. I get it, you know. But uh, Biden and the Democrats, 
I'm like, this is bullshit. We got to get something done. So yesterday, Biden unveiled an extreme heat plan, but did not declare climate emergency. You may have seen the president talking. Here he is out in front of, uh, I forget where this is. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Um, because there's a great gaffe, I think. I'm not really sure about this. But I'll get to that in a second. Anyway, he spent part of the day yesterday discussing initiatives aimed at helping salvage uh, his uh, climate agenda. And then, man, this thing blew up in his face because, you know, he ran and one of the things that he wanted to focus on when he was just running for president was uh, turning this thing down, uh, turning this all this all these issues around with the climate. So all these heat waves are hitting right now, and that's put him in the spotlight again. He unveiled a new plan to push billions of dollars to U.S. cities and states to help them cope better with extreme heat. He stopped short, however, of declaring a climate emergency. He outlined the new actions in a speech on Wednesday at a former coal plant. That's where he is in that image I just showed you in Massachusetts, which is now an offshore wind farm project. He said, quote, as president, I have a responsibility to act with urgency and resolve when our nation faces with urgency and resolve when our nation faces faces clear and present danger, Biden said. And that's what climate change is all about. It is literally, not figuratively, a clear and present danger. By the way, he loves the word literally. He says it way too much. He always says literally way too much, and he always says, guess what? And then he like, it's like a riddle, you know? The health of our citizens and our communities is literally, see, he says it all the time, at stake. Uh. Now, get this. There's a clean energy bill that was shuffling its way through Congress. It turned out one. It came down to one person who could yay it or nay it. The old John McCain thing. And Biden is like, oh, well, we got the yay on this because it's uh, it's a Democrat, a Democratic senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin. Biden's like, sweet, yeah, we're going to do it. The clean energy bill. Manchin, though a Democrat, owns a coal mine. Oh, no. Holy shit. Um, So that means the clean energy bill is doomed. He will not support it. Of course he won't support it. You know why? It's money. That's why we're all going to die. He owns a coal mine. Oh, my God. How fantastic is that? You can't write this shit. Uh, That trouble arrived just two weeks after the conservative-dominated Supreme Court restricted the ability of the federal government to curb emissions from power plants. So you got Biden is getting fucked on every corner. He's got his 
His people in his own party saying, nah, I'm not doing that. I've got a coal mine. And then turns around in the Supreme Court. They're a bunch of fucking red state idiots now. They're doing everything to undermine anything democratic. You can't even kill a baby anymore. You can't even murder a child, which Democrats love. And I do too. Biden, speaking from a lectern, set up on a rock pile to an audience that included Democratic legislators, said climate change is literally, of course he said literally, an existential threat to our nation and to the world. So my message today is this. Since Congress is not acting as it should, he needs to say, instead of since Congress is not acting as it should, he should say, since Joe Manchin owns a coal mine, we're fucked. Since Congress is not acting as it should, and these guys here are, but we're not getting many Republican votes. It's a run-on sentence. This is an emergency. An emergency, and I will look at it that way. So if Biden were worth anything, he would sign an executive order that says uh, this is what's going to happen. No one can turn on their lawnmower anymore. Biden's actions include $2.3 billion in funding to help communities prepare for heat waves, droughts, and floods. New guidance that allows the federal government to help provide cooling centers and air conditioning. So basically, they're putting Band-Aid on cancer. And new planned offshore wind energy leases for the Gulf of Mexico coast. It, was, uh, it might have been in this story. The um, scientists have said that the world must slash emissions in half this decade so between now and 2030 and then all emissions must be phased out by 2050 if if catastrophically worse heat waves floods drought and other climax impacts are to be averted so that's a real tangible number there and that's what i was getting at earlier now some of you don't believe that you think that that's all a myth but let's just for the sake of this discussion assume it's accurate that's fucking nuts we would be in our lifetime be living in at uh in a a horrible horrible scenario so that would make me if it were let's just say 30 years in the future 2052 uh, I'm, uh, 82. I am the guy that they say on the news, uh, the power is going to go out today because of stress on the grid. Check on the elderly. That'll be me. Uh, the U S will fall about halfway short of such a goal. I actually thought this was pretty good. Uh, the U S will fall halfway short of such a goal, absent any significant congressional action. Even with presidential orders, analysts have forecast. So they said, even if you do all these crazy things to try to, um, you know, cut our emissions in half, it's still fucked. So why try? 
President Biden cannot do it alone, said Heather Zikal, chief executive of the American Clean Power Association. We urge Congress to get back to the table and come to a consensus on clean energy provisions that our country so desperately needs. All right, great. So let's just say they do. Let's just say everybody gets uh, together and we're, we're on the same page. That doesn't mean anything's going to change in uh, countries like China or Russia, where they have plenty of people. They don't give a shit about the environment. Fuck, they're blowing up orphanages in Ukraine. You can't expect them to get in line with the shit. I think we're fucked. The, I hate to use the term because you red state assholes use it all the time. The mainstream media is not discussing what Biden said at one point during this press conference. Thank you to Matt Hubbard uh, from Proud Boys Bark and Stone in Hudsonville, Michigan for sending this along. They're calling it either a, uh, his, a crazy admission or his biggest gaffe. As Joe Biden, there's my audio, was speaking to people about this exact thing. Check it out. And because it was a four-lane highway... I'm sorry, some context. He's talking about when he was a kid in Delaware and somehow oil would get on the windshield. And because it was a four-lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. Okay, so the president just said he's got cancer. What? Frost. So because he turned, wait a minute, the mom turned on the windshield wipers and there was oil on the windshield, literally oil on the windshield. And that's because there was oil on the windshield. That's why he has cancer? You know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. So people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? I have cancer. Uh, the article goes on to talk about it was an unexpected digression as he recalled that moment driving near oil refineries. The quote, that's why I and so damn many other people I grew up, people I grew up have cancer. The White House released a health summary from Biden's last November uh, doctor visit last November and said he, well, he has had several localized non-melanoma skin cancers removed. 
Those are called moles and skin tags, not cancer. (laughs) Before he started his presidency, you didn't have cancer. My mother tried that shit one time. It was, uh, she decided because she had a mole removed that she was going to attend the local cancer walk. And before the event, I wasn't there. Diana was there. Diana said, okay, Bernie, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I, uh, I, since I'm a survivor, um, I, uh, God rest my mother's soul, but this is great. Since I'm a survivor, I'm, uh, I'm going to the local cancer walk. I'm like, and Diana's like, uh, okay, will you, will you come with me and support me in my uh, quest to end cancer? Before the event, they're at the, uh, they're at the local Denny's. Waitress comes up, hey, yeah, they have a conversation, and somehow my mom steers a conversation to the fucking cancer walk. And uh, my mom is identifying as a survivor. I am a survivor. And lady goes, oh, my God, I'm, 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 so, uh, I'm so glad that you're here. You, you are so brave. And my mom, she would do this fake crying thing. She would always go, thank you. It was just, it was like, uh, uh, you know, the, there, there's like no tears, you know, it's like fucking what's the, what's the, uh, uh, white kid who shot everybody in Wisconsin when they were having the riot. And then he comes in with his gun and starts just gunning everybody down. And then, uh, he got arrested and then they, they took him to trial and then he started crying and everybody fell in love with him. And he's a darling of, of the red state world. And now he's like getting tons of pussy and, uh, speaking, uh, to like you crazy fucks that hang out with the oath keepers. What was his name again? Westinghouse or something like that. You know, what I'm fucking talking about anyway, that guy. He, and then he's crying on the stand. There's no tears. That's what my mom would do. Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, so, and uh, Diana says, Bernie, you know, here she is on this, on this cancer walk and there's people with missing limbs and, and people who are, uh, uh very, very ill because of, uh, uh, a chemotherapy and whatnot. And, and, and uh, basically at death's door. And here's my mother at a robust, uh, robust 60 years old. She's perfectly fine at the cancer walk. Oh, God. it was melanoma. It was, and it was a mole. You had a mole removed. Jesus. Well, that's what Biden had done. He doesn't have cancer, you asshole. It's embarrassing. Uh, 
Kyle writes, who was the guest you had on the radio that would say, instead of literally, would say Lily? Marcus fucking Bradman. Ugh. Lily, Lily, Lily. I was like, Marcus, you're, you got to stop doing that. You sound like a fucking idiot. You're saying Lily. That dude, Marcus, works for iHeart now. I don't know what the fuck he does, but he works at iHeart. And I'm like, how do you keep getting a job? Can you please explain to me some skills that you have? Because I've never seen a one. Uh, uh, Tyler writes, skin cancer commonly caused by turning on windshield wipers to get oil off of the windshield. Yeah, that was bullshit. And by the way, I do actually agree with this. Them not talking about it on like NBC news or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they think it's, it's disrespectful, but if Trump had said that he had cancer from turning on the windshield wipers, and he didn't even have cancer, they'd be killing that guy. Everybody knows I hate Trump and he's a piece of shit, but you got to be fair about this, okay? Them not talking about Biden announcing to the world that he has cancer. What a crock of shit. Climate activists applauded Biden's pledge to do more to tackle global heating, but some lamented the lack of an emergency declaration. Yeah, no, he's not worth shit. He's not doing anything. If he, if he was serious, he'd sign an executive order with extreme measures. Who gives a shit? What do you care? You're not you're, you're not even going to remember this. Just fucking do it. Have uh, Kamala Harris tell him what to do, but get it done. Who cares? Take away all the guns and make it so that we can't turn on motors. If you're serious about your presidency, you'll do this. But he's not. No one cares. And that's it. Uh, 2052. Go check on the elderly. High temperature today of 146. That's what's coming. My God, what a time to live. All right. Uh, Join me on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, always looking for new people on Patreon for a five or ten dollar donation. I would love to have you there as part of the audience. And uh, with that five or ten dollar donation, you get fifteen plus hours of content each and every week. I've got several different uh, bits of content to share with you: the Lost Zane recordings, not to mention Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer trivia, the Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show. Uh, which is featured on Northern Michigan's Q100. You get it before it even airs, minus the commercials, the Patreon bonus podcast every day of the week, Monday through Friday, and uh, every day of the work week, that is. And then, of course, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which happens tonight at 7 p.m. Ben and I are going to break down... Um, I Okay, this is, this is how it went. Uh, last year, or last year, last week, Ben, and, ben broke down how he was annoyed with free beer and hot wings. Now I don't listen to the show, but he does. And he's annoyed with a game that they play. So he broke that down during last week. Ben sent me a clip of Greg 
pissed off at his fiance's ex-mother-in-law. And he ripped her a new asshole. It was incredible. It was some real spilling of the tea, which, frankly, you don't get that much on that show, tea spillage. So I thought that that was very interesting. And so I talked about it, and I wasn't disrespectful when I talked about it. I just talked about it. I was like, holy shit, this is a fucking... This is a, a nasty, nasty scenario between these two parties. My God, I was literally fly, like Biden would say, fly on the wall in that. And, well, that's an interesting saga, one that moves the meter. So I publicized it on Facebook. On this week's Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, Ben discussed uh, what his uh, what he doesn't like about his favorite radio show, and I provided the clip. And then I wrote, also on that show, on the Patreon, we break down Greg's uh, slugfest with the mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law of his fiance. And um, so none of those folks on Reddit heard it, but my God, they were pissed. And... They started a whole thread about your old pal, Eric. Now, I hadn't been on that thing in months. I'm back now because it's fucking awesome and hilarious. So I need to break down with Ben the absurd things that are being said about me uh, by these super aggressive anonymous souls who, oh, my God, are they pissed. They want my head on a fucking Pike, it's great. It's absolutely high-level intensity. And I didn't have to lift a finger. I I just showed up on it yesterday, but for the whole week, people have been like, fuck him, fuck that, that asshole. It's like, what? you assholes didn't even hear it. Fuck, it's great. Uh, That'll be tonight, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. You can be part of the live audience. Send me your email if you're on Patreon, and I will include you. The open and live stream brought to you by Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A Honda Granville.com. They are absolutely awesome. In fact, they just agreed to another quarter of uh, marketing on the show. That makes me happy. Thank you so much. In fact, what's going on at Sarah Honda Granville? There's the website. You can see it right now, and it's uh, linked up in the show notes. All sorts of great things happening at Sarah Honda Granville. What is this? You've got number one Michigan certified pre-owned Honda dealer. Search new, search used, lease, whatever it is, they got you covered. Go to the website and check this out, sarahhondagranville.com, or uh, go in person and visit. Uh, say hi to Thad and, uh, and or Cameron at Sarah Honda Granville. 
Aram concerning the wounded souls on Reddit. Let me guess. They're saying something like, that's why he got fired. Oh, yeah, it, it's fantastic. Don't don't look at it. It'll be a surprise when we talk about it uh, today on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast at 7 p.m. Uh, Corey says the, the Reddit threads get super pathetic at how hard they defend them. Oh, I know, but that's the best part. Don't ever discourage that. You want that. Tyler says, I don't understand why Ben continues to listen to that show if he doesn't care for it anymore. Creature of habit. I, I, I really can't fault anybody um, for having a hard time of getting out of the habit. I mean, I'm experiencing that right now. Uh, there, there, there's several people that listen to me that want to get out of the habit, but they can't. It's a little bit different because the reason why they can't is because this show is so damn good. All right. That's why they can't leave. It's not because they like me or they're making excuses for me. It's just absolutely fantastic. That's what's going on. Brandis writes, Freebird Outwings is such a gross and fake-ass show now. I loathe it. Oh, my God. Now, that is shocking to me. You loathe it? It can't possibly be that bad, right? I mean, you've got five people on there. There's got to be. Uh, I mean, isn't the um, isn't the lady interesting? Kelly, I always thought when I would hear her, seemed interesting to me. Like she's got um, some great energy and has a lot of interesting things happen to her that she's willing to share, you know. But I don't know. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's that's uh, not so good. I don't know. Whatever. I do know at the end of the day, one guy in his attic with his dogs more entertaining and more engaging. That's a fact. And my energy bill isn't so large. All right. Yeah. Last night was an absolute horror for food consumption. I got done with an amazing workout and, and just wrecked it all. I'll tell you about that in a second. First of all, let me finish this up on my uh, sponsors. My policy shop insurance, Frank Fuss. Uh, my God, if you are without health insurance, what in God's name are you doing? If you are between jobs or if your employer does not offer health insurance or um, whatever, you're self-employed maybe, get the health insurance. Go to this website, buyinsurancehere.com. And uh, that will put you on the radar of one Frank Fuss. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. And he's going to help you get health insurance through healthcare.gov, which very underrated thing. I cannot believe that so many Republicans did not want that to happen. Thank God for the maverick John McCain for making sure that it still does. Because if not for that, I'd be fucked. Uh, what, what it is, of course, is um, Obamacare, and you if you're going to fill that out on your own, that's fine. However, you might 
make some mistakes along the way. Have Frank do all the heavy lifting for you, and it's free. Frank doesn't charge you a dime. He gets paid by the insurance companies. He's also the guru on Medicare, um, Medicare Advantage Plan expert. So if you or someone you know or love is getting set to turn 65, for the love of God, call this man, 616-914-4070 today. Frank Foss, My Policy Shop Insurance. I am going to need to take a break, actually. I've burnt through nearly an hour, and uh, I suddenly have to pee, and I'm thirsty. But I've got a lot going on. I've got um, uh, what I was just going to tell you about, this horrible decision-making in what I consume. After an incredible workout, I've got some hot incest talk for you. A Uvalde mom is getting attacked. And we got to get into Elon Musk. But I got to I got to take a break. <laughs> Carl might get onto him for that front sell on a podcast. You're right. Well, fuck. I'm trying to kill time today. A little lean. <clears throat> I thought he said he wasn't going to take a pee. Yeah, I know, but nature called. What the fuck you want me to do? Shut up. You guys notice that it's a little bit more pleasant around here on the live stream chat? I don't know what's changed, but I actually enjoy it again. Wow. It's almost like, I don't know, I, I, I'm craving it again. Thank you. <sighs> All right. So, um, yesterday, went over to the Y. I added one half-mile repeat. It was four half-mile repeats. So, now we're getting to the point where every week they're going to increase. Now, these are the ones... That you really got to get in the gas. And you really got to go hard for a half mile. That takes about, you know, three and a half minutes or so. Just like lungs uh, burning like fuck. Heart beating out of your chest. Run like a motherfucker for a half mile. And then you turn that treadmill down to like a light jog for a quarter mile. And then you jam it on the plus side again for another repeat and you do that four times when this whole training plan started uh it was it was three now i'm up to four all right and um we're on week four of 16 so now we're starting to turn up the gas a little bit this one was a bitch because on that fourth one um it was i was just like fucking gassed so it was it was hard as shit and then I but I felt good because I got the workout done, did my little light weight lifting that I like to do and then uh got the fuck out of there and uh I I'm still fat as fuck, but I'm down, I'm down like uh 12 13 pounds. Here's where we get in the weeds. Hold, hold on. Daisy. Daisy. This is where we get in the weeds because I got home and I'm just starving. And I go I am only going to eat I made my mind up. I am only going to eat shitty leftovers. Now, we had, like, a bunch of fries that I had made over the weekend. Like, I, I cut the potatoes in the fry cutter, and I fried them up in my own fryer. 
And then uh, we had leftovers, so I threw those in the fridge. Now, fries reheated suck shit. However, um, if you put them in the oven and reheat them, you're going to be able to get away with it. There was also some leftover onion rings from somebody went out to eat and brought them home. I have no idea how old they were. I threw them in the oven. And then I had that leftover steak, the $130 steak was still, that still had plenty left. And I, I cut those fuckers out uh, up in into small bits again. And I made two Eric Zane Show podcast shitty Philly steak sandwiches. Oh, my God. And I, I so I have these two shitty Philly steaks. And then I've got all these fries and the onion rings. It was so much food, it took up two plates. And I ate it so fucking fast that I started to feel like pain. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Whew. And um, I got about half after I, I killed the sandwiches. And then I'm like, this is just horrible. I am, I am, I am not helping myself here. Um, so it's kind of like a weird balance that I'm in right now. Run like crazy, eat like shit. And then I washed it down with, okay, in our freezer, uh, you know, those, um, kind of popsicles that come in the plastic and they're like a, a tube and all these different colors. And you just like cut the end off with a pair of scissors and then they're like, uh, ice. Oh God. Do I love those things? Just pure sugar, colored sugar. Uh, two or three of those to wash it down. Then go to bed. All right, let's talk some incest. This dad was uh, sent to prison, and he just got out of prison. For incest. He is speaking that he says he wishes he went to prison sooner. Now, the devil's in the details here. This is fucking insane. A Nebraska father who committed incest His two daughters had, and they were half-sisters, so two daughters from two different women. But they're both his daughters, and they're half-sisters. Those two had, quote, a jealous competition who each, they bet, who would have sex with their dad first. Dude's now telling about it. He's dishing out life advice via Facebook. Travis Fieldgrove reunited with his daughter, Samantha Kirshner, in 2018. It was the first time since the dad abandoned Samantha when she was a baby. However... The father-daughter reunion quickly turned sexual. The pair announced their marriage on Facebook long after, or not long after. 
When one of Field Grove's exes noticed the status update on Facebook, she told local police about the illicit relationship. Investigators used a series of DNA tests to prove that Field Grove and Kirshner were indeed blood-related. In an even more shocking twist, investigators found that Kirshner's desire to marry her dad was rooted in a bet she made with her half-sister about who could screw their dad first. (laughs) What the fuck? The daddy-daughter couple were convicted. Field Grove was initially sentenced to two years in prison while Kirshner served 22 days in jail. So the dad got two years. The girl got 22 days. Weird. In 2020, Field Grove was sentenced to two additional years. In early 2022, Field Grove was released with orders to have no contact with Kirshner. Since his relief release, the father has been sharing his advice and musings on Facebook. Quote, one thing I realized about my past, I wasn't the man I wanted to be when I went to prison. I'll say you were a fucking your kid. Then I took classes. I didn't have to take just to pass the time. But they actually helped me in the long run, Field Grove writes in one of his posts. I dug and dug for days while I was locked up, and it changed my life. And my life now is amazing, he continues, adding his best advice is to love one another and just get along because being locked up ain't a good life. I don't know if I could ever associate or communicate with someone who had sex with their daughter. I think I would be more likely to be friends with a serial killer than someone who had sex with their daughter. I mean, if you had to break it down, if I had to choose, if I'm on an island and I had to pick between a serial killer and a guy who had sex with his kids, that's going to be a tough one for me. I'm not sure. Even if your kid's hot, like my kids, for example, my kids are hot as hell. I got some hot kids. Jim, he's hot. I'd never consider having sex with him. My daughters, they're knockouts. They are stone cold killers. I wouldn't even consider ever in a million years having sex with my kids. Would you? I mean, we need to look no further than Kenny. Kenny, let's think about this. Would you... (laughs) He writes, dude, don't even talk like this. (laughs) Brandon says, what a strange phrase. My kids are hot. (laughs) Everybody's freaking out. Oh, fucking shit. Fucking terrible. Oh, come on. Anyway. Uh, In a separate post, Field Grove wrote, 
I know life is hard from time to time, but when you have family and granddaughters and friends and someone that cares a lot for you, it makes you stop and think. Life makes it the way you want it to. Uh, whatever. Why am I even reading this shit? Who wants to hear from this kid fucker? What? You want to see the kid fucker? This is, this is Travis right here. This is Travis kid fucker. It about makes sense, doesn't it? Ugh. Yeah, I don't think you can ever forgive someone for that. This is a video. Okay, let's hear what the hell this kid fucker has to say. Come on, talk to me, Travis. What the fuck is going on here? There was rain on the street last night. You stood beneath the front door line. Everything. Travis Kidfucker is singing some country song. We don't need to see any more of that. Well, anyway, Travis Kidfucker, it's probably good that you got your life turned around, but I mean, in all honesty, if uh, if I was Travis, if I'm Travis Kidfucker, when I get out of prison, change your name, move, reconstructive facial surgery. Uh, if you can't afford reconstructive facial surgery, uh, you want to hit yourself in the face several times with a baseball bat to actually change your appearance somehow. Numerous scars, swellings that don't ever go down. And then, you know, that's that that's what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta somehow distance yourself uh from everything. You know? Sheesh. All right. How about the kids though? Having a bet to see who can sleep with their dad first. And why is it that the kids only got, or the one kid only got 22 uh, uh, days in prison? Why shouldn't the, should, and it wasn't a kid. It was, a, it was his daughter, but the, the daughter was an adult. Uh, Kenny writes, who sent Eric that story? You're banned from sending stories. No, I actually found that one on my own. I subscribed to um, sexwithkids.com. And uh, that was like top story. No, you're right, though. That That's that's heinous. Um, okay, a uh, very, moving on. A uh, very famous uh, Russian Olympian had a bad day. Igor Melanovsky is a biathlete. The biathlon is the event where you ski, you cross country ski like a madman. And then your heart's beating out of your chest. You stop, you pick up a rifle and then you shoot targets. This is intense. If you've ever seen biathlon and you gotta be, you gotta be excellent marksman. And to be able to calm yourself down 
it looks weird as hell, but it's actually really exciting for me. I love the biathlon. Well, Igor Melanovsky is one of the best in the world and only 25 years old. Uh, great future for Igor Melanovsky from Russia. Uh, wealthy beyond his wildest dreams uh, because of his abilities. That's like a huge deal in uh, in countries like Russia. You know, I mean, here in the U.S., nobody gives a shit about biathlon, but there it's pretty sweet. Uh, flying around the uh, Kamchatka area of uh, Russia, the only way I know how to pronounce that is, again, from the game Risk. That's a uh, reno- uh, remote peninsula in Far East Siberia. If you're going to Kamchatka, you're going to get your head together, and uh, it mean it's like it makes Fear Bunker North look like New York City. Um, Igor jumps in the uh, helicopter. He has with him 39-year-old mobile phone company executive Sergey Kolesniak and a businesswoman in her mid-30s named Zoya K. Gorodova, a businesswoman who organized the trip to the popular tourist destination of Kamchatka. You go to Chem. Kamchatka to get away from it all and cost a lot of money to get on that helicopter. Okay. Well, problem. Uh, bad weather on July 16th caused them to have to put the chopper down. Um, I, they believe that the chopper caught fire and then crashed. Rescue crews went out immediately. This is the equivalent of Kobe Bryant. They're like, what the fuck? Where is Igor? What happened? Oh, my God, his helicopter went down. We got to go find him. They find the wreckage. The three are gone. What the hell happened? One of the people on the scene says, wow, uh, I just realized we are in the area of Kamchatka that is overrun with bears. Like, honestly, um, the, the world's bear population is the largest in Kamchatka. And that's remarkable. I mean, it, the fact that your helicopter is having problems and it goes down and you happen to be where there's uh, thousands of bloodthirsty bears roaming around. Body parts were found gnawed beyond recognition over a several square mile area. Uh, investigators and search crews fanned out. They were finding things like a thigh here, uh, a scalp there, an eyeball here, some fingers, uh, more skin chunks, 
question comes to mind. And I'm wondering if it, there it is. Thank you, Cole. Cole, you didn't let me down. Cole asked the question, are they okay Tyler says, all I know about Kamchatka is that I can attack Alaska after I take it. Fuck yes. Those, these three are so dead. They may have been dead upon impact. It's not, I don't know if that's known yet. Uh, their bodies, they, they, okay, they wrote it as their bodies had been dragged away and gnawed by the brown bears before investigators could reach a crash site. 25-year-old Malinowski, a five-time junior world biathlon champion, but his athletic career had been put on hold during the pandemic. He is not okay. During that time, he uh, trained as a helicopter pilot, began working for his father's company, transporting tourists across Kamchatka in the far eastern Siberian Peninsula. Kamchatka, region of Russia, famous for volcanoes and glaciers. There's also plenty of bear-infested areas that make it potentially dangerous for tourists visiting the area. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, more Russians have been taking domestic holidays rather than going abroad. All right, so this is the fault of the Ukrainians. So that is that. Not okay. Thank you, Cole. Holy shit. Hey, hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Just $15. I think it works out to $15.99. Cameo raise the price on me. But I want to do a cameo for you and yours, whether it be somebody's birthday, whatever it may be, a roast for someone. Yeah, I can be as mean and nice as you want me to be. Hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Or download the Cameo app. Picking up the truck today at Irvine, 616-532-6600. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. They do an amazing job. Love them. Thank you so much. Berlin Raceway. Racing at Berlin this weekend. Tickets just 12 bucks. Get them at berlinraceway.com. What are you doing? Something fun to do with uh, for you and the family. Just 12 bucks. Buy those tickets online. Parking is free. 15 and under free. Bring a cooler with your snacks, your soft drinks, whatever you want. You want a beer? They're cheap. Five bucks a pop for a venue type of uh, um, scenario. That is dirt cheap. You're going to get beer 12 to 14 bucks at all the other venues in town. Uh, Just five bucks at Berlin. They got a bar under the grandstands. Great. You got a bar playing, merch store, uh, band playing, I should say. Not a bar playing. You got a uh, band playing, merch store. It's fantastic. Concessions are cheap. Berlin Raceway. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department providing immunizations for the kids. And if anybody's traveling abroad, all the information you need, access Kent.com slash health. Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider for this show. 616-285-50. And um, then, of course, Blue Frost IT If you're looking for any type of upgrade to your tech, call upon them for a complimentary consultation. They will take care of you. 616-285-50. And then, of course, you got Full House Comedy. Shows coming to the area. Tim Meadows is going to be in town very soon. Fullhousecomedy.com. If you want to uh, check that out. All right. After... uh, 
Polly Walnuts died from uh, The Sopranos, Tony Sirico. I talked with you on the show about how um, his brother, Robert Sirico, is a priest in the area. And while I was talking about that, I mentioned that our pal uh, Andy, Andy the Cripple, I told you about the interaction he had with uh, Tony Sirico, Paulie Walnuts. Andy was a pal of this priest that I'm about to share with you, Robert Sirico, Polly Walnuts' uh, brother in the area. They reference our pal Andy in this story. Check this out. From the big screen to more famously on TV, Tony Sirico was a big star, a fan favorite for nearly a decade on The Sopranos. He had ties right here in West Michigan. 13 On Your Side's Nate Belt joins us now with his story. Throughout the show's six-season run, Polly Walnuts Gualtieri spent a lot of time working for Tony Soprano. Gualtieri. Soprano here at the Bada Bing. Now, in real life, the man behind Polly, Tony Sirico, <laughs> spent nice green screen. plenty of time in Grand Rapids as well, visiting his brother Robert, who moved to the area decades ago. I mean, we were in the house together, but he was uh, almost 10 years older than me. 10 years older in a world... Showing a bunch of old photos. I don't know which one is him. I guess it's the oldest. ...world apart when it came to interest. While Tony was living a rough and tumble childhood on the streets... And in Brooklyn in those days, you were literally on the streets. Robert chose to pursue a life in the church. Check him out. <laughs> That's my dad. My dad used to dress like that. Holy fuck. Medallion. Uh, open shirt. I remember going to my mother once. His brother and sister. Uh, you can tell me, am I adopted? <laughs> But that doesn't mean the two didn't love each other. It didn't. So, Paulie was uh, uh, rumored to be a mobster or at least an associate. Not Paulie. Tony is his real name. So, you got guy who's running uh, criminal uh, activity and a, the, the brother's a priest. It hurt to have a brother like that when the bullies at the school would pick on you because he'd take care of it like that. <laughs> As they grew older, Tony fell into trouble with the law, even spending time in prison. Robert says that's where rumors of his mob involvement began to swirl, which he says aren't true. He was not a made man. Uh, he was close to a lot of that stuff. but He was an associate. That doesn't, okay, you don't have to be a made man to be involved in the, in the mob. You just need to be a guy who likes making money stealing shit. Know also that he never killed anybody. After leaving prison, Tony came out with a new desire to act. He had very clearly broken with his past and he had a new direction, but he wanted to use what he had experienced professionally, which he ended up doing quite phenomenally. One of his first roles, a low budget mob movie. His brother, not impressed. I have to say, it was a horrible film in my estimation. But the roles kept coming. An episode of Miami Vice, a part in Goodfellas, and then in the late 90s, a supporting role on a lesser-known channel at the time, HBO. He said it's called The Sopranos. I said, lesser-known channel? What the fuck are they talking about? It's HBO. It's a singing uh, thing. He said, no, no, it's... You wouldn't understand. Polly was a hit with the show's viewers immediately, with Tony bringing his real-life history to the character. I think there were things that I recognized that people wouldn't know if they didn't know my brother. That were parts of his life. From his fear of germs to the perfection of his hair. 
And a lot of these uh, hand gestures. But that was different. The bada boom, bada bing. I mean, I heard that growing up. Tony's popularity spread here to Grand Rapids, where he often visited his brother. At a party with <clears> much <throat> of the local elite, <clears throat> Tony spent his time with a kid in a wheelchair. Andy. He sat down with that kid and talked with him the rest of the night, ignored all of these people in the room. A soft side that allowed Tony's family to have closure after his death. I think that soft interior is what made it possible for him at the end to go to confession and to receive absolution, which for me as a priest was the most important thing. And while the two brothers spent life on wildly different paths, Robert says he wouldn't have it any other way. We, we loved each other. I was so proud of his success and he was so proud of mine. Now, Father Robert Sirico had plenty more to say about his brother and even shared with me a few behind-the-scenes stories from his time visiting the set of The Sopranos. You can find the full interview with Father Robert on our website, on our YouTube channel, 13 on mm. your side. Juliet? I'm going to check that out. Uh, I want to try to get Andy back in here. Andy the cripple. The fact that he was uh, uh, referenced. Cole writes, Grand Rapids local elite. You must have been there, Zane. Yeah, right. Come on, Andy. Quit fucking around here. Get your crippled ass out of bed. It's difficult for him to pick up the phone because his body's busted. Hope he's okay. This will be when you get two missed phone calls like that. Now I'm like, oh god, he's probably rotten in that chair somewhere. Ah. This voicemail is disabled. So is the owner of the phone. Oh. <laughs> oh. Annie, I don't know if this is. Call me back. Fuck. All right. Well, anyway. Um, so it adds a little bit of, uh, uh, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Truth. I don't know why I was searching for the word truth um, to the story. But I was also reading that Tony Sirico, um, in any type of publicity photos you would see for the Sopranos, he's always got his hands in front of him. Like he's, his hands are folded or it looks like he's fiddling with something and, uh, never in his pockets, never behind his back, never at his side, always in front of him. And he revealed that that's a prison thing that in prison, you like, uh, you have to have your hands in front of you in the event that someone's going to try to fuck with you. You got to be able to defend yourself. So that's why he always keeps his hands in front of him no matter what. And I guess that kind of like became his thing. Still can't believe the guy is gone. I saw that. I mentioned I saw an interview of him um, as he was aging. And it was, it, it was just rough. I, that's why I hate to see people who have dementia. Uh, being that my father is uh, is dealing with that, it kind of like t 
takes a little wind out of my sails every time. But my dad, I don't know how it is, but it just seems like, though, yes, it's affecting him, it still seems like he's doing great. But I, I, I've heard stories that it can take a dramatic, ugly turn very, very fast. So, Jesus. All right, uh, moving on. This Uvalde mom is... Well, uh, this is the mo- this is the mom of the uh, killer. Okay, now um, honestly, I, I I rarely pay attention. It seems like these days to these stories when it comes to like who's dead and who's alive. Like when it comes to the the uh, Rob Elementary thing, I don't even recall if the guy who who shot up the school is dead. I, I think that kid is dead or that person is dead. Um, you know, like you got Parkland guy. He's on, there's like the, the uh, uh, there's a, a, a trial right now. They're trying to determine whether or not he's going to get life or death. And, but I didn't even know that that Parkland maniac was still alive. As soon as these incidents happen, I don't, I, 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 I tend to lose interest and who the, the the psychopath was, and more just, I cannot believe that this happened. This is so horrible. My God, we got to take away all the guns. The exception of the uh, the one in Michigan here recently, the Oxford one. What the fuck? Uh, I forgot the kid's name. But anyway, it's probably good. You know, a lot of times they, like, work hard not to, like, uh, publicize who the bad guy is. But anyway, the... Um, Rob Elementary School shooter Salvador Ramos's mom lashed out at the grieving relatives of one of the kids killed in the massacre. I guess the mom was uh, walking along the road in Uvalde and somebody was uh, uh, driving along who is a relative of one of the dead and said, there's that crazy bitches, there's that crazy fuck sick bitch mom let's go get her which i'm all for you know i mean let's be honest here behind every school shooter is a psychopath parent who is an absolute asshole and has uh, fucked everything up for the world so you know i am, am, am absolutely about that i would do the same fucking thing So that's how this one unfolded. They get out of the car and start giving her the business. Speaking in Spanish, I don't speak Spanish. It's, uh, she said, you have no right to judge my son. Well, yeah, yeah, we do. Yes, they do have the right to judge. I think that, um, you know, they always say, thou shall not judge. You can't only God. I think actually God and Jesus are like, no, no. In, in these cases, I, we, uh, you can actually judge. Because when I wrote those rules, I didn't have in mind that anybody would scoot, uh, shoot up a school. Scoot up a shoe. Shoot up a school. So I am of the opinion that Jesus and God uh, want us to judge people like this piece of shit mom who raised this mass murderer. You have no right to judge my son. No, you don't. No, you don't. May God forgive y'all. The killer's mom, uh, uh, Adriana Martinez, shouts 
after she was chased down by the family of Amari Garza, one of the 19 kids slaughtered by Ramos, Telemundo reported. Garza's family and the killer's mom crossed paths Tuesday night after a meeting for students in the small town. In the video, a Telemundo news crew is following the, uh, the family member when an SUV pulls over on the side of the road. I take it back. Uh, Telemundo was following the killer's mom when the SUV pulled up. In the video, a Telemundo news crew, okay, Garza's relatives get out and follow Martinez as she walks alongside the road. You're the last person to judge me, Martinez says while calling 911. That's a bunch of shit. Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo te va? Felicidad. En efecto, apareció la mamá del tirador de Ubal. Can. Watch on Instagram. All right, get to it. Apareció la mamá del tirador de Ubalde, Salvador Ramos, quien mató a 19 niños y dos maestras en la escuela primaria Rob. Este enfrentamiento aquí de manera casual y fuimos testados. verbalmente familiares. Here it is. Okay. So this is it. Fat bitch is walking home. This is the mother of the murderer manera casual y fuimos testigos de primera mano y les tenemos estas imágenes en exclusiva. En plenas calles de Ubalde se enfrentaron verbalmente familiares de los niños víctimas del tiroteo con la mamá de Salvador Ramos. Shut up, I want to hear more of this. Asesino de los 19 niños y dos maestros. Look at the reporter trying to get a word into this killer's bomb. De la escuela primaria Rove. You have no right to judge my son. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, they do. Yes, they do, you fat bitch. Now kill yourself. No. May God forgive you. May God forgive Ante las acusaciones de los padres de que su hijo era un asesino, ella respondía que no, que seguramente no lo saben. Al mismo tiempo marcaba el 911. Good. She's suffering. She should. Para pedir apoyo de la policía. En un ambiente. Is there anybody not with me on this? Are there, are there any of you who are righteous enough to say that it's wrong to to judge her son? I mean, she said you have no right to judge my son. I I think they do. I really think they do. Enso donde la mamá del tirador sollozaba. Garza estaban indignados. La molestia es muy fuerte para ustedes como padre. Sí. Coraje, creen que ella tiene responsabilidad. Sí, mucho. ¿Qué razones tenía para matar a 19 niños y dos maestras? ¿Qué razones? I heard niños. No tenía ni una razón. Oh, she's pissed. Inocente. ¿Inocente de qué? No es inocente. No es inocente. Ella lo crió así. Ella sabía cómo estaba. Ella sabía las armas. No es inocente. En su camino a esconderse en algún lugar, insistimos. Incredible. <clears throat> All right. Por si nos quería decir algo. What reason did he have? You know, a little bit more on this. Uh, she's not innocent. She's not innocent. She raised him like that. She knew how he was. She knew he had guns. She's not innocent. That's what that lady was saying. Why didn't you call 911?
Translated, the victim's relative says, I didn't know, responds Martinez, before finally appearing to crack. Uh, Mom of killer says, I know my son was a coward. You don't think I know that. You see, if you're the mom of the killer, all you can say is, I know, and I hate him too. Let's go get him. Let's go kill my son. I'm with you. I'm on your side. He's not my son. And I think that we need to come up with this right now. If you're listening right now and your son or daughter, it would be a son, decides to shoot up a school or a mall, let's just have the rule right now that we will not defend them. And we will side with the victims. And, you know, you really got to go the extra mile to show your hatred to your child. Because if Madison goes and shoots up the mall today, uh, I I don't want to defend her. I don't want to ever see her again. I am going to uh, uh, be anti-Madison after Madison shoots up the mall. I'll just say that. All right. uh, My love will only go so far. You know, they always say, you always love your kids no matter what. No, no. If my kids kill innocent people, I don't love them anymore. And I'll be hard-pressed not to kill them myself. And that's the way it should be. That's what should happen to these school shooters. Their parents should do us all a favor and kill their kids. Law enforcement arrived shortly after and placed Martinez in a uh, patrol car at her request. Officers also asked Garza's family not to interact with Martinez. God bless them, said Martinez in Spanish as she got into the patrol car. Uh, The idiot who did the shooting had been living with his grandparents for two or three months prior to the shooting. Ramos's grandfather previously told the New York Post, Ramos was known for being a loner. Okay, see if anybody you know fits this description is a loner, school attendance issues. It says, threw dead cats at home. So I guess he encountered some dead cats and threw them? Uh, In exclusive, oh boy, it says, threw the dead cats at home in exclusive video obtained by the post. I don't want to see dead cat throwing. It also earned the nickname school shooter by his classmates prior to the May 24th shooting at the elementary school. Man, I, uh, I'm just going to tell you that if I'm a school to, uh, teacher, it's not that hard to see who the loner is. You know, the kid who's always looking at the ground, uh, uh, gets bullied, picked on. It's pretty easy to see who the problem is. You know, when was the last time the uh, football quarterback shot up the school? I don't think we have one incident where a high school kid who got uh, was able to finger any chick he wanted and uh, uh, lead the football team down the field has ever shot up a school. It's always some fucker who you can see and tell a mile away that he's 
a fucking lunatic and he needs to be locked up. And I think we need to start. I mean, we have no problem in this country uh, profiling black people driving down the road. I think we uh, need to start having a heavy hand and profiling these fucking loners so that when we see this, we can, uh, you know, have an eye on them. And we need to have regular conversations with the cops. And I'm, you know, I think that we should have a, uh, a, a hidden bit of weaponry in the walls of every classroom that the loner kid is in and just have it trained on him. And the second he got reaches for whatever while he's in the classroom, he's just obliterated right there. We, I mean, we got to do something. Desperate times call for desperate measures. And uh, fucking, hey, if I'm a teacher, I am on the lookout for that crazy fucking idiot. Aram says, I thought you wanted to remove all guns. Well, there might be some exceptions. And besides, this is Thursday, and that was Tuesday. All right. So that is just a horrible scenario, top to bottom. Speaking of horrible. I don't know. The only thing that I think that is worse than all of those dead people, dead kids, the only thing worse is this picture of Elon Musk. Motherfuck. Are you kidding me? How can, like, the world's richest man look like this? My brother-in-law, the NFK, who stays inside every minute of every day, has a better tan, a better complexion than this. His skin is so pale, and he is so fucking gross-looking that it's, it's beyond belief. How can you have all of the wealth in the world, and you don't look presentable with your shirt off? He looks like shit. And why, why the fuck are you even taking your shirt off anyway? This is hideous. Look at all these people. They're all looking at him, and they're just shocked. They're like, what the fuck is going on here? Ugh. And then the headline read, reads, Elon soaks up the sun aboard his luxury yacht. Oh, that is gruesome. That's not soaking up the sun. That's that's like pure skin cancer. That's what's happening to you. You're like Joe Biden right there. You're going to get skin cancer. I I, I I've never. Did you ever see that film? Uh, I think it's Mel Gibson is in it. It's called uh, Powder. It's that kid who's looks like that but skinny who like talks to lightning. And then he can uh, 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 raise deer from the dead and he's got magical powers and he would have been a school shooter, but the lightning gods gave him some fucking ability. Holy shit, is that rough? He makes powder look like fucking, he's got a deep, dark uh, skin color like a Kenyan runner. 
Ugh. Hideous. That's, uh, there's no excuse for that, to look that rough when you have that much money. Use your wealth to change your appearance for the better. Get a fucking tan. I mean, I'm married to a redhead, so I know what it's like to see fair skin. But that's beyond fair skin. That's like powdery white. My God, was that terrible. I'm sickened that I had to see it. Hey, I want you to advertise with the Eric Zane Show podcast. All you have to do is reach out to me, eric at ericzanecho.com, and I'll tell you how it works. So simple. I have uh, a mortgage guy, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. All right. If uh, you're looking for a refi, get some money out of your home because the value of it has gone up so damn high, you can do that. If you're looking for a... uh, a mortgage doesn't matter what your credit score is if it's perfect if it's not so perfect mario will uh talk to everyone of course 231-332-6505 with uh services throughout the united states so it doesn't matter where you are with the exception of south carolina maine alaska and hawaii the mario flores lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage All right. Then, of course, Joe Martinez, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Reach out to Joe. You need anything at all. If you need a new air conditioner installed, okay, uh, reach out to Joe. He installs the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners, the best in the business. Get a couple of estimates ahead of time from someone else. That's encouraged. He's going to beat them, and you're helping a show sponsor. 616-516-8579. My God, how the time has flown again. Great group in here. I see Dennis G. Where you been? I haven't uh, heard from you in quite some time. Good to see that you're in there enjoying the live stream. And as you know, the live stream of the show goes on to become the audio podcast downloadable wherever you download podcasts. Yesterday's Asshole of the Day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics was Kashante Short, that loudmouth, dumbass bitch who didn't know anything about the court system and the legal system. Oh, that was incredible. Dennis says he's in Mackinac City for a week. You poor man. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Hey, what do you want to do today? Uh, Walk down one road and... uh. Pick what mini golf we're going to play. <laughs> Fuck. Watch the ferry take prisoners to Mackinac Island. Pick what shithole to buy fudge from. The only thing worth worse than fucking Mackinac Island is Mackinac City. It's Mackinac Island with less charm. Jesus, what are you doing? Uh, Dad who screwed his daughter for asshole of the day. Hmm. What about the kids, though? 
the kids were the ones who made the bet who can sleep with dad first. Are the are the kids worse than the dad? No, you got to pick. It's the kids or the dad. I will I will I I need you to decide. And then I will be able to judge. Um Brandis says the dad. Maureen says the dad. So does Stevie. Okay. Asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. The kids who wanted to screw dad. Uh, Actually, it can only be one for today because I said that. Kid who wanted to screw dad is your asshole of the day. It cannot be the father. What's he supposed to do? He's stupid and his hot kids wanted to have sex with him. Oh, my God. All right. Thank you. That is my time. You guys are the best. I will talk to you down the road. Have a good one. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.